Good people who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna? Bumblebee tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of Movie Review Crew. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Nothing. Nope. Man. <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> What are you talking about? Nothing. No, this is just another episode of nothing because that's oh. what we talk about on the show. Yeah. Nothing. Fair. Fair enough. I'll. All right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Stop me again. Stop me again. See what happens. Oh. <laughs> you you want you want us to cash you outside? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> How about that? God, uh, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we guys listening, we almost started the episode with Ariana Grande's "Thank You Next." Not um, we. No. Definitely not we. Nope. I am in one of us. I am in charge. I'll let you all guess which one. I'm in charge of the sounder board, so I can do whatever the hell I want. (laughs) Right? Sure. Thank you. Glad we're on the same page around here. Mm. All right. Well, this is Movie Review Crew, formerly known as Nothing But Reviews and More. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) My God. I'm still sick. So I have this cough, and it just happens, and I don't want to cough directly into the mic. Dude, I feel you. I've had a lingering cough for, like, three weeks because yeah. I was sick back in December. Well, and so, like, I was literally on Friday. Friday morning, I was fine, right? And then Friday night, I was doing this volunteer event, and they were like, it's negative five out. We need you to escort people to this limo back and forth. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. So for like the first half hour, I didn't have a coat because they were like running behind. So I just needed to like run out. I would have so, so unvolunteered yeah. that second. Yep. I, I mean, said was... I would have said I'm here for volunteer work. I'm not doing that. Well, I'll do was... something inside. No, I mean it was fine. It's it was. Was it? Yeah. Because it sounds like you got sick because of it. <laughs> no, it's just I think my cough came back. <laughs> Moral of the story: Don't do good things. Yep. That's true. Very true. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Lucas, of this episode, and joining me is Aaron Kronikin. Hello. Matt McNeil. Hello. And Shane Kronikin. How's it going? We have an excellent episode, guys. We're going to get into movies coming out to theaters this week. Yeah. Is it straight into... Oh, we have box office results, because we can't do that on Tuesday's episode anymore, uh, from the past weekend, and a review of The Exorcist from 1973. Yes. All right. Good guess. Thank you. I actually knew that. Because I was going to watch this one, but then I didn't want to have to buy two movies this week. You don't have to. You didn't have to. It's on Hulu. Yeah, to buy it for either. Free. I live three blocks away. You could have just borrowed both of them. Who are you? Hmm. Uh, what are the movies coming out to theaters this week? Uh, bad week. Isn't it romantic? Starring <laughs> Rebel Wilson. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Happy Death Day to you. Let me stop you be right honest. there. <laughs> the first one... Is a guilty pleasure. That movie is so fun, regardless of how bad no. it is. I'm gonna be honest. I I uh, I went to see The Prodigy this weekend. Why? Uh, how bad was it? It was Heather's turn to pick, and she chose that. Honestly, it was not as bad as I was thinking. It was okay. It was it was because I I, saw, I didn't hate watching it. I saw Let's a, just put a, it that way. a preview for it when I went to see Glass, and I was like, that looks probably bad, but I'll end up watching it's, it it's, anyway. It's average. It's okay. Um. But anyways, they showed the preview to Death Happy Death Day to You or whatever it's called. And the whole preview was played to the the backdrop was a 50 a 50 cent uh, song. Yep. And it just looked like the most fun ever. I I told Heather I said, "You know what? I feel bad, but I kind of want to see that now." <sighs> Don't feel bad. The first <laughs> the first one was super fun. I need to it's watch it. It's just Groundhog Day with murder. I need to watch it. I'll I'll pick it. Was it nominated for an Oscar? He said it will be Groundhog Day with Murder. Yeah, that's what it is. That's literally the movie. It's so much fun. Shane, do you know what Fifty Cent song? Uh, it was no. the <laughs> Go Go Shoddy. It's your birthday. <laughs> We're gonna party like it's your birthday. I don't think we even need oh to my play God. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, I don't know the name of the song. I just know that he All says right. those he words. He just knows every word of the lyrics. 
No, just so, those. So picture this song and just the most ridiculous premise ever. Because now in number two, the killer is after all of her friends. And she has to keep dying to try and save all of them. And it looks like the most ridiculous... It looks like horror version of the Fast and Furious. It's that over the top it's, and silly. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun movie. It looks... It looks fantastic. I, I might actually see that one in theaters. Well, all right, then. Speaking of other movies that look equally as not fantastic, Alita, Battle Angel. Oh, that one does boy. look bad. Yeah. Jane, did you tell the story about your coworker? Well, <laughs> there's a guy at work, and he comes up to me and says, uh, you want to see any movies this weekend? Because he knows I, I watch movies. And I told him I was going to see he Cold Pursuit. He knows I watch movies. Well, yeah. he knows I watch a <laughs> lot, one of those a rare lot of movie goers. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I told him I'm seeing Cold Pursuit, and he's like, yeah, I'm seeing that one movie. And I'm like, that's great. You want to be more specific? <laughs> he's like, yeah, Alexa? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what movie that is. <laughs> it's also not out yet. Well, he apparently thought it was. Or maybe there's a movie called Alexa, and I'm just talking <laughs> shit for no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's Alexa, the uh, the origin story yeah, of it's Amazon. It's a documentary, right? yeah. 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 Uh, what else? Uh, Alexa, oh, play Fifty Lord. Uh, a movie called Fighting with My Family, uh, in which. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. <laughs> in which Dwayne the Rock Johnson gets to flex his acting abilities by playing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That Wait. looks fun, though. Wait, what movie? Fighting, with, fighting the family. with my family. It's a nerd wrestling movie. It looks funny. Nerd. I haven't seen any previews for that one. It's got uh, <sighs> Nick Frost. Is that his name? From from Shaun of the Dead nerd. and Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I think that is his the name. Heavy it's got guy. Vince Vaughn. It's a, written and directed by Stephen Merchant, which he's a funny guy. He I is guess, pretty funny. Who's this? Stephen Merchant. Uh, You'll know you spell him. P H E N. Yep. Okay. Oh, Stephen Merchant. Yeah. I believe that's. <laughs> Stefan. Ricky Gervais's Stephen. friend from yeah, all that Ricky Gervais stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, that movie looks Anyways, Mike's dying. okay. I, I won't see that one in theaters, but I, I might give it a watch once it hits DVD. Also, he was uh, Caliban in Logan. He was. Yeah. Uh, what else? Is that it? Uh, Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, right. I, I, I might be going to see Happy Death Day to you if I can find time to watch if, the first one before Friday. If I can convince Schlee to go see it for Valentine's Day. There you go. Then I will also go see it this weekend. Uh, by the way, guys, sorry. The Fighting With My Family dramatizes the life story of Paige uh, Sar- Saraya Jade De- Bevis. <clears throat> Um, sorry. It's, those must all was, be newer wrestlers. I don't recognize those names. I don't know. It's it literally just popped up on IMDb, and it was like, "Yo, you should check this out because mm. it apparently is premiering at Sundance." Mm. But anyway, moving on. Movies uh, box office results, rather. Anyone want to take a guess? What uh? What I don't know what came out office? last weekend, so I'm just gonna say the glass is still at the top. You're high. You're high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember remember what came out either. The Lego Movie Two. The oh, part, yeah. uh, made thirty four and a half million dollars this weekend. That makes which, sense. as we mentioned, that title doesn't make any sense. Stupid. Yes. Redundant. <laughs> uh, Is it the second part of the second movie? No. So what? Stupid yeah, title. It's the second movie, but it's titled The Lego Movie Two: Colon the second part which implies oh. it's the second part of the second movie yeah aaron's getting heated about this <laughs> stupid people in hollywood uh number two on the lo- uh, box office list is what men want i think hmm, we really uh, we bash that but it, apparently it's making money it's making it, money well, good but for them people it, that see it still hate it do they is the audience yeah. score bad i will check for you actually that uh, means that means it won't be number two next week <laughs> if if word of mouth is is bad I forgot that all of these movies existed. I didn't. I just didn't realize they came out last week. Yeah, it's sitting at forty-eight percent for both critics and audience. Yeah, I'm. I'm guessing that'll take take a dip next week. Uh, Cold Pursuit, number three on the list. Nice. That's the Liam Neeson's one. Yeah, racist yeah. ass Liam Neeson's. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Uh, the upside comes in at four, and Glass at five. Top five still. Yeah, uh, and you also saw the Prodigy, Shane. Uh yes, uh, I saw that one. It's it's okay. I it, saw the Prodigy and Cold Pursuit uh, this weekend, and it's just Prodigy was all right. 
I wouldn't recommend seeing seeing it in theaters. Uh, Cold Pursuit was actually pretty good. It was it was different than I expected. A lot it was, there was a lot more humor than I expected, and it was really really dark humor. Um, the first almost one like is a Fargo comedy drama. The Fargo first yeah. one. The, I believe the word you're looking oh, for. Oh, the, the original. Okay, Taken. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. No, I I didn't know that. I hadn't seen the original. Um, it's the same thing, like a dark. It it was fun though. I I enjoyed it a lot. I I really did. Uh, again, I wouldn't necessarily say you have to see it in theaters, but give it a watch when it when it becomes available on DVD. All right, and uh, we'll go a few more. Uh, Glasses five, Prodigy is six, uh, followed by Green Man, Green Green Man, Green Book, Aquaman, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Green Man. I'm surprised that uh, Spider Man's still in the top ten. Yeah, I mean. It's made up of almost 180 million. It is such a now. good movie. I I want to see it. I can't convince <laughs> the wife to see it though. <coughs> yeah, I don't know. As someone who has equally lost all interest in comic book movies, Into the Spider Verse was such a good movie. Tell us. I'm not doubting you. you. I've heard that from from other people. I I do want to see it. I just don't think I will while it's in theaters. Mm. Yeah. Which Exorcist did you're we missing watch? out? It's definitely one that I would say what that you should you see. Did you just theaters. say nothing? He asked which Exorcist we as watched. if any of the sequels would have been nominated for an Oscar. Uh, I think The Exorcist Three was nominated for Best Picture. I'm just kidding. I will look that up. It <laughs> definitely, it definitely <laughs> you don't was need not. to. <laughs> I think The Exorcist Three was nominated for uh, what's his name? Oh crap. Just shut up. I don't know. I, I didn't know, know there was an Ooh, extra system. Two three. wins, five nominations. Let's see if there's any Oscars. <laughs> Boy, I doubt it. Nope. 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 Uh, speaking of all this Jeffrey Oscar Donner. talk. That was his favorite movie. You Speaking of all of this Oscar talk, you can go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, and request a Oscar movie, an Oscar movie, rather, right on our homepage of moviereviewcrew.com. We're doing Oscar movies for the entire yeah, month. Yeah, to clarify, that's movies with Oscar Isaac in them. Yep. Or just anybody named Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Oscar the Grouch, mm-hmm. or Oscar from The Office, mm-hmm. or yeah, uh, Wizard of Oz's car. Wow. What? Yep. Oz's car. Oz's car. Yeah. I, I hate you. Yeah, he did that. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. Let's just. It's from, not yeah. that. It's the Academy Award nominated movies. Yes. Uh, we're trying to do uh, main categories, but I think if someone wants to make the the pick of something that's not a main category. I don't. I'm not gonna call them out. Like an Oscar really is an care. Oscar, man. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, dog. So, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> okay, dog. <laughs> right there with I just you. All the criticism coming, and it's like, all right, guys. We don't need to. We don't need to uh, linger. I on think we stupidity. do. <laughs> You've been watching dog. the Trailer Park Boys, dog. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so anyway, moviereviewcrew.com. We're doing Oscar movies for the entire month of February. Again, uh, go to our, our homepage and request one. Any idea what we're going to be doing for March yet? No idea. Sports movies? No. Sports balls movies. There's not that many. Yeah, there are. Already, sports movies all Dude, there's movies. at least yeah. four of say, them. say, we've now. already done the best I, sports I, movie. I, I vote we Guardians never. of the Galaxy? But no. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Gang gang. Wait, yeah, didn't we already do a sports month? <laughs> we yeah, did. and Mike picked Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> they, were, they was in a gym. <laughs> he thought he thought the mom died in a gym. <laughs> to life-saving medical equipment in a gym. I gotta say, that is probably one of the stupidest things I've ever said. That has been caught on tape. That's how they did it in the 80s, man. <laughs> She's dying! So in Russia to Rush the local, to the high, local school. high school gym! <laughs> 80s were a weird time, man. Weird oh time. My gosh. <laughs> you guys remember that episode of The Simpsons where no. Homer's like, nope. what's a gime? No. And then he goes into he walks into the gym and he's like, oh, a gime. Mm. No, I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a Simpsons thing because it's not funny. Yep. Mm. All right. What um, sucks. Any idea what <laughs> we're doing for March, to. though? Any idea no, what we're we'll doing for March? Figure it out. All right. I just want to give all of our listeners a Little heads up. We'll figure yeah. it out at least by next week. At least. We could just go back to our regularly scheduled programming. And just nah. do whatever we want. Lame. Yeah. Wild West, man. Or that. That is 
pretty much our regularly scheduled program. Am I not wrong? John Cena movies? No, just John, John <laughs> Cena. <laughs> Cena sound. I pick blockers. Oh, I do want to see that. No, don't. Oh. don't. It's it's horrible. Is it really? Yeah. Yes. It's John I could tell you that without having dude? seen the movie, dude. You say that like John Cena's a John bad Cena actor. sucks. Yeah, tell that to all of uh, John Cena's fans. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> well, they're all eight, so their opinions don't matter. True. Let's let's move on. The Exorcist from 1973. When a teenage girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Her mother seeks the help. You want to try again, Mike? <laughs> no, he thought. So he he was initially trying to type in John Cena in IMDb. <laughs> thought he canceled, but it was apparently still running in the background. So halfway through the sentence, John Cena's IMDb page pops up. <laughs> it was like the slowest internet connection ever. <laughs> When a teenage girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her daughter. Uh, rated R film, two hours and two minutes long. It's a horror one. Uh, written and directed by... Nope, different Williams. I lied. Directed by William Friedkin and written by William Peter Blatty. Who also wrote the novel, I believe. Then, yes. Then why... Actually, I think he, he wrote... All three of the novels, and I think he directed the third movie, if I remember correctly. Well, then he shouldn't ever direct again. Uh, starring Ellen Burt. Why? The third one? That was nominated hey, for man. an Oscar. No, <laughs> it was not. It was, we've been over this. Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite movie. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer Jesus, had why? issues. Uh, yes, he did. Ellen, Starring Ellen Bernstein, Max von Sydow, who was also in Blakenings. This amazes me. Like he looked like he was 150 in 1973. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. In he was only 27. Like <laughs> I just can't believe he's been old for so long. I mean, well, God. I mean, think about it though. Uh, Uncle Jesse's been young for forever. True. Clint Eastwood's been old his for, age yeah. for at least 70 years. <laughs> yep. I uh, guess. Also starring Linda Blair. Uh, am I missing any names? All right, moving on. Uh, so real quick, Mike, while you're on the IMDb, I want to know what beat this movie for Best Picture. Because it uh, was nominated. It didn't win. How, okay, let's, real quick, before we get to that, how many nominations? Three. Five. Mm. How many nominations? Five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten. Ten. Ten nominations. Ten. I said ten. ten noms, two wins. It won for best writing based on uh, a novel, and best sound. It was also nominated for best picture, best actress in a leading role, best actor in a supporting role, best actress in a supporting role, uh, best director, best cinematographer, uh, best art direction, and best film editing. Hmm. So everything, yes, yeah. pretty much. Uh, I think that's the the one and only time a horror movie has been nominated for all the Oscars. And it might have been just because it was William Friedkin who Well, had he done something previously? Yeah, I don't I, that I don't know. That's what I was just going to say. Or was say. this this what made him famous? <coughs> uh that year, The Sting yeah, one that's best a picture good movie. Hmm. Uh, I have I'm not familiar. Redford and Paul Newman who it's the same director of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Not a better movie than The Exorcist, but I digress. You ain't never seen The Sting. Yeah, I have. You ain't never seen The Sting. Ameri- you ain't never seen The Sting. Ameri- yeah, <laughs> American Graffiti was nominated for Best Picture? That's wrong. That's not wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't doubt you that it was nominated, but they should not have. It's factually correct, yeah. but morally, it should have never happened. That I mean, American Graffiti was just an okay movie, like... People put George Lucas on a pedestal for no reason. I mean, that's a pretty good movie. Episode one. It's good. <laughs> what else do you need? Yeah, it's good to be nominated. Good enough to be nominated. All right, so The Exorcist uh, on Rotten Tomatoes gets 85% certified fresh, giving 8.1 from critics, and an audience score of 87%, giving it a 7.4. Uh, 
Uh, the critics' consensus, The Exorcist rides its supernatural theme to magical effect with remarkable special effects and an eerie atmosphere, resulting in one of the scariest films of all time. Can I get a what-what for that amazing read? What-what? No. What? Thank you. All right, how would do humor you... him? What? Hey, man. What uh, What do you guys hey, think of this I'll film? I'll do my own thing, dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of this film? Uh, well, I've gone on record saying that this is in my top three favorite horror movies of all time, as Mike would say. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it it goes to to reckon that you know I absolutely love this film. Yeah, and I don't know about scariest movie of all time, but it is one of the best at creating an atmosphere that just like for two hours is just puts you on edge. It it was. One of the scariest movies well, for, uh, by, very, by for a very standards. Well, no, 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 no. Even like up into like recent times, the movie was still like very unnerving. But then you have movies like The Witch and Hereditary, which are the other two movies in my top three favorite horror movies oh. of all time. Uh, that take you have take two? the same atmosphere that The Exorcist created and just dial it up to eleven. You have two movies that came out in the past two years in your top three. Yeah, of they were all that time. good. I reassess my list on a regular basis. Hourly. Not, not hourly. Hourly. Not Mike. Hour, no. What, what? Yeah, hourly. <laughs> okay. I mean, you do your thing. I think this movie is very good. <laughs> I wouldn't put it in my top three. Horror? Um, top three horror. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Name I don't, three. I update mine <laughs> like I never have. I, so I don't know what's in my top three. I'd have to sit down and think about it. But Gremlins, at least. I mean, Gremlins, Gremlins is definitely too. my top ten. Leprechaun, Leprechaun, love, back love to the hood. No, 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 no. Leprechaun, and I forget which one. But when they sent him to space, probably <laughs> Leprechauns in, in space. space. Probably, I would guess is the clever title. Could be. Uh, Speaking I, of that, Jason X is on Netflix. You guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, there's a Shane's top three. Uh, yeah, I don't. It, this movie is okay. Is it's not? I don't think it's that scary. I think a lot, uh, too much time is spent on the child going to the doctor, and not enough time is spent on building that atmosphere, which is done well when it's done. But I don't think there's enough time spent on that. It's a slow-moving movie, which I don't mind. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for the most part, that tension is not there in the movie. I think I'm. The opposite, because I think if they hadn't spent, I think I would be bashing it if they hadn't spent the time on the medical side of it. Because I'd have been like, oh, this woman's first resort is to go get some witch doctor to perform a ritual to do an exorcism. I I would have been pretty angry if that. I mean, they, they tried to make it more yeah. more real life where they tried to look at scientific reasons for what's happening. I guess so. And it's a like it's a, a, a mom out of her element desperate to save her child she's not aware of like oh i i know an exorcism you know it's like it's not and she's not a religious person so it's the last resort i i guess i just think it's a good movie but it's not it's not as good as like best actress i don't think so best no. supporting actor i don't think so best picture no like i don't think it's it's I, a very good horror movie, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I think the cinematography was fan-dang-tastic. Yes, and the Oscars that it did win, I agree with, especially sound. Sound, for sure. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just what think it, it's it a well-made horror It won for sound and it won for... Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't disagree with a nomination for Best Picture. I can understand why it didn't win, but... That iconic image of of the priest, I can't remember the priest name. Uh, whatever. Which one? Van, Von Sydow, when okay. he comes when he arrives, I think it was him. When he arrives and he's just he's under the lamp post and there's the light shining from the oh, side and the fog. Yeah. I mean that is incredibly well shot. And there's a reason that's an iconic image because it's and that's when like you they play that music, which is a great piece of music. They they used i think once or twice in the movie which yeah. is kind of a letdown 
They should have just had it blaring over the top of everything for two hours. Yes, <laughs> it was. That was a great theme song. I guess if you want a theme score, it, it felt almost it like that. a Carpenter type of theme. Yeah, song. it was very good. I, but again, I, I think, and in the end, and I I realize this is an iconic movie, and it's a, it's a legendary movie, and it's it's remembered as one of the best for a reason. But to me, in my opinion, it's just a very good horror movie. It's not one of the best movies ever. It's not I don't even wouldn't even consider it one of the best horror movies ever. I I would put it it was one of the top horror movies. It wouldn't make my top 10 or top 15 movies of all time, but it, you can't take away the fact that it not only first of all the effects for an early 70s movies are amazing. Yes. The the sound is and and okay, not only are they amazing effects, they're practical effects, which we've mentioned all the time, mm-hmm. so much better than what they would have done nowadays. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that they, I don't know, it felt like there was a certain restraint that built that, that you wouldn't have in a movie, a horror movie nowadays, that it would have just been a, a paint-by-numbers horror movie where this didn't follow your typical... No, I, I and I, I agree with that. I think my problem is there there was not enough tension in the movie. I didn't... I, I, How would you put more tension into the movie? Uh, make it not boring. This is a <laughs> well, boring that, movie. Well, that's the thing. The tension was from like the mom's concern for her daughter, the daughter it's herself, what's happening to her, then the priest wrestling with his guilt. I mean, it's, yeah, it's they a, took its time to establish drama, real characters. I understand that. I think it did fine, but it was I. It's there's talked about this tense atmosphere, and you're on edge the whole time. I feel that in uh, Matt mentioned the witch and hereditary. I feel that there there is that that feeling of this presence the entire time, and it's just this grating tension where you feel exhausted after you watch the movie. The only reason I felt exhausted during this is because I was falling asleep. It's boring. <laughs> mm. I, there well. there is not that there's not that feeling of that presence the whole time. It just. Oh, a couple things knock around in the attic, and I mean, I can it, it's I pretty can, lame. It's I pretty can tame. see where Shane is coming from, uh, because there have been movies since then that have done what The Exorcist did better. But that's you can't take away from the groundwork that The Exorcist laid out for those Absolutely. movies to be able to I, do I, that. I give it credit for that. Uh, this, this is like what you, I mean. This is basically an early '70s version of something like *Hereditary* or *The Witch*, where, like I said, it's not just your typical. Because sh- in the '70s, you it was the the horror movie was dominated by slasher films. And this in was, the '70s, yeah, isn't that when uh, *Halloween* came out in like '78 or '79? Well, that's yeah, the they, '70s, they, I guess. Well, they became but, prominent though in the '80s. Yeah, the '70s is still the '70s. Yeah, <laughs> but they started late seventies and became so wait, prominent. I, don't know. I in guess the 80s. at this time, what, what was ho- horror in the set? Just like we, B movies in the set. Well, because like 70s in the then. in the you started off in like the thirties, forties with like the monster movies. Yeah, like the, and then you graduated more towards like the like Evil Dead, Exorcist, Alien, that kind of stuff, uh, Body Snatchers, and then in the eighties it was all slasher flicks. So I guess it fits right in in with the atmospheric seventies, like body snatchers. You could say the same thing. I didn't care for it nearly as much as I did The Exorcist, but it's the same type of slow burn character driven horror, where it's more of a psychological. Yeah, I guess my my issue is why I, I enjoy, and this is a personal preference, but I enjoy horror that. I mean, very rarely is horror truly scary. Very rarely, but I enjoy a horror movie that that affects me in some way. Whether it's whether I'm I'm tense and on edge the whole way, whether whether it it shocks me with with some scene yeah, that's, that's completely unexpected. That's what I was. There's no. There's nothing there's in no this like, movie that affects me. Nothing. There's no oh shit moments like, like in Hereditary. There are multiple times where you're like you have to just pause and be like, well, what the hell just happened? Right. There was none of that in this where it was hard-hitting, well, but, but and, it was and slow I th- build. And I think that's because we've kind of been, you know, desensitized to a lot of it. Yes. Because, you know, you've got, and 
and I didn't watch the director's cut because I I didn't know if we would all have access to the same movie. So there's not you don't you know, I, I don't you know, don't I don't know if it's the director's cut, but the DVD I have says the version you've never seen before, <laughs> and it's got like 15 minutes of extra scenes. It's I don't probably the director's cut then, because you know when you watch the theatrical release, there's not the whole you miss the bit where she's doing the spider walk down the stairs, um, and all that you know extra creepy stuff that happens Which, but. and at the time for how movies were made that was probably your early 70s oh crap moment i didn't see that yeah. version so i didn't see oh, that scene. no oh my so God. so the so the the oh crap moment for this movie would probably be you know when she's turning her head all the way around and the, the just the kind of effects like you have the bed levitating off the ground i guess i never and, even knew the the spider walk down the steps was not yeah, not not in the theatrical release. release. That's a fantastic part of the movie. It really is. I didn't see it, and there, to me, I enjoy horror that is slow but has a slow building tension. This is just slow. I don't think there's there's no momentum building throughout the movie. There's no sense of sense of doom in the movie. Well, and I I get it because even the. Excuse me, jeez. Even though they're trying to push the psychological part of it and and the scientific medical part of it, at no point did you ever think, oh, maybe it is in her head. Like with movies, uh, what did we just review? It uh, it comes at night, where you're thinking, okay, who who is in the right mental state? Is any of this made up? What the heck is happening? In this one, it's like we know the movie is called The Exorcist. We've seen in the beginning this demonic possession happen. I mean, we know full well all along what's going on. Well, so I we, guess that you miss a little bit of that tension because of that. We get. I mean, how much time was spent on on the cop that that, that ultimately I thought results was in nothing worthless? Because yeah. even at the end, he's like, "What? What was the point?" Yeah, nothing came of it. It, no. it was wasted time. But, there, that, just, that, that, makes me, that makes me wonder if something was lost from novel to movie. It's possible. Um, I've never read the novel. But, but I guess if you've got the same writer of the novel adapting his own screenplay, you'd think that he would know. Well, maybe he made a goof. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's definitely, like, there's some fat that could have been trimmed off of this movie. Like, the, the whole part with the cop, I agree, could have been taken out. The whole part with, like, her the mom being an actress and like all of that side stuff didn't really need it. No. Uh, Cause it, it, you're, you're kind of watching like two separate movies almost. And then they kind of converge. The only necessary time we needed to spend, spend with a character was with, uh, what's his name? Dimian? Damien? Damien. They keep calling him Dimmy. His mom His calls mom him did. that. Whatever. Anyway, he was really the only character we needed to spend that significant amount of time with because his was the one, like, he first of all, he's wrestling with his faith and he was wrestling with whether it's worth it and all he really wanted to do was help people. And then, like, this is the obvious extreme end of the spectrum of helping somebody at the end when he sacrificed himself for the little girl. But, I mean, that that I think that character progression from... Losing his faith, unsure, guilty about what happened to his mother, to toward the end, more confident in what needed to happen. I, but I think, like you said, the mom. Did we need the backstory other than no. other than maybe more interaction with her child to establish that a little bit more? And and I think, and I don't want to say the 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 mother. What was her name? I can't even think of Ellen Bernstein. I think uh, she was fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say she was bad. But there was very little depth to her character. There's very little reason for her other than she was the mother of this child. That, mm-hmm. well, and, a lot and she of, cried yeah. a lot and that's yelled good. a lot. Yeah, it, that's it, why it, she was reduced to like the screaming mother. Yep. And just and, cowering in a corner, screaming obnoxiously. Right. So I don't wanna I, I don't wanna say she's a bad actress. She did fine, but to be nominated for an Oscar, I think that that's a bit much the, who was was the supporting actor that was nominated was it, that it was that priest i think damien, damien? yeah and and he just, if that's the case he deserved it i i think he did great um and all of the like you've said the effects the sound that it absolutely deserved it it was filmed well it was the 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 uh 
what 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 else did it win for cinematography? That was that was phenomenal. It didn't I win for cinematography. It, it, was, nominated. it was nominated. Yeah. I mean. Um, but I think maybe it's the screenplay that I have an issue with that it drags and it, it's just too slow to get where it's going and there's too much stuff that amounts to nothing in the end. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely see where you're coming from, but like uh, once once they call in the uh the priest um Damien and he starts, you know, talking to the little girl, from that point on, <laughs> that's when, you know, the tension is at and that, 100% I mean, it's, for the it's rest like of the movie. It's like a 30-minute exorcism ritual that isn't very like it just seems gritty and and not like over stylized like some of the modern exorcism movies where it's I don't, it just felt different than what you would normally expect out of that type of scene it does I, and in that scene matt you're absolutely right that that's when the movie kicked in for me and, and became interesting is when when that that character of the priest got involved with our character of the child and, and that family that was when this movie became great that was when it it lived up to its its reputation but there was uh, the the beginning where we have max whatever von Sidow digging around in the desert for 20 minutes for what for what we got nothing out of that we got he found a little amulet and some dogs started barking like it, it, why well it it ties into the sequels but it i agree that for this movie it doesn't make sense and it was it was 20 minutes of of nothing but watching people dig and watching him walk I, around. I agree, it was and there were horrible. there were some pretty amazing shots from yes. the cinematography, like of him standing in the blowing dust with the sun over that statue. Like there were some amazing shots, but the whole time, like you said, you kept thinking, "How in the hell?" Without I, I to be honest, I've never seen the sequels. Well, How in the hell does it tie into what's happening in the main story? I don't know. If that's the case and he had a plan for this trilogy in the books, that's fine. But as a standalone movie, that's 20 minutes spent on nothing. Right. Spent on us watching him walk around in the desert. <laughs> that's it. it. It's Other than to, to possibly suggest that his character has experience with the demonic... I, I, which I'm sure is I mean, probably what happens in the sequels at, as it at, ties at, it in. At the end of the day, you didn't really need you didn't really need the sequels because they they pale in comparison to this movie. So you could kind of trim that out as well. Like you didn't need the whole. You could have just started the movie with the mother and daughter, and just take off from there. Like build their relationship. Uh oh, something's happening to the daughter. Here's this priest. And now we does, gotta. Does anybody know if the uh, Linda Blair has done nothing? Well, no, uh, oh. I don't know uh, other movies, but what did, what did she like? Was she actually the actress in makeup on the bed doing all that crazy like that? I think that would really scar a little girl for a, <laughs> for a child actress. But was it her or was good. it a stand-in to do all of the like well, if, really vulgar stuff? I mean, if it was a stand-in, then they either found a really, really short adult or it was another child. I man, to put a little girl through that? <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Like she had to do some pretty nasty vulgar things. And she did. And that's my other complaint, I guess, critique of the movie is that we don't all of that time spent on stuff that didn't matter could have been spent on establishing this daughter as a character and the mother mm-hmm. and their relationship. When in, I when wanted in reality, more of of uh, just doesn't even have to be exciting stuff. Just more chess like conversations between Damien and the demon, or or more of more of uh, Damien like background to just add to because we do we get a little bit of this is why Damien is guilt feels guilt and yada yada but I don't know I just think just put more emphasis on that part of it mm-hmm. yeah I, I I don't disagree like you guys are bringing up very valid but, complaints yeah, at, of the movie to at the end of the day I still love the movie and I I honestly I have no issue with the pacing and the length of the movie I I. Absolutely. I feel like yeah, it probably could be improved, but this is a two-hour movie where probably one hour is spent on things that have no impact on the story, none. Ah, uh, maybe like the first half hour has no impact. It's probably, on the yeah, story. My, probably not even a half hour. 
we how much how much time was spent on the detective? How much time was spent on Max von Sydow walking around in the dentist? Uh, dentist. <laughs> the dentist. The dentist. The dentist. The desert. You gotta do a, a root exorcism. Man, I don't know what that was. The desert. How much? Which time? is a very different word than and the dentist. <laughs> how little time was spent establishing or or making us as the audience connect to this daughter or this mother? There was no none emotional connection think, to those though, characters. You could. I I I guess I don't know. I the, I always thought like in the early seventies they probably had a lot stricter rules on what you could include in a movie. I th- I feel like this movie got away with a lot. Like there's some yeah, like there's some insane stuff in this for yeah, like like a little a little girl stabbing herself in the crotch with a crucifix, letting like screaming, "Let Jesus f you!" Like that that was pushing the yeah, envelope. Uh, that's in what the I mean. 70s. Like if they had put sure. more into that demonic stuff, would it have been allowed to be released? <laughs> I feel like they got. I feel like they really towed the line with what they already put on well, screen. Put, I I. That's fine, but it, in reality, there's maybe probably not even an hour of of like stuff that by matters. by comparison, the Evil Dead almost got an X rating, and I believe that the Evil Dead is a better movie. I would absolutely it's, put that higher on my list than this. I don't know. It's definitely not a better made movie. Well, no, it was made for peanuts. This, I mean, and it didn't have William Friedkin. It had a first-time director who raised money with his pals. But I, to me, I would absolutely Campbell, rather watch that movie. It also had like a tree rape scene that was weird. Yeah, it did. oh yeah, and a crucifix rape scene <laughs> yeah, well, isn't weird. Yeah, but I guess yeah, when you're looking at it from, well, but like, the, they're both demons. The the. The the tree and we're getting a little, like way off topic yeah, here. Do we the, need to talk about that scene? The tree scene in the Evil Dead was not nearly as explicit nope. and graphic as what was in The Exorcist. No, I, 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 my main issue though, I have zero issues with the exorcism, with with how how the demon took over the the girl's body. I just think. I, I suppose my main issue is with the the screenplay because there was, it was boring and it was it was too long, over long if you will, Mike. I got you. <laughs> and uh, too much time was spent on on nothing on not, on things that that didn't matter and and weren't addressed. Things that were brought up and and never addressed again because it didn't matter. Well, okay, so I guess that screenplay. People can have an issue because of length and because of of pacing, but the rest of it just lighting. Oh, absolutely amazing! The camera work. The I guess I don't know if it's Friedkin. I have a hard time distinguishing who to give credit for. Mike, maybe weigh in because you know more. But like, what up, dog? Who do you? Oh boy, who do you give? Cre- <laughs> yeah, never mind, Mike. Go back yeah, away. Yeah, never, go, never mind. Dog. Go back to your go back to your phone. Play who, your Sudoku's. Who do you give credit for? For how the movie looks, like the director's in charge of pulling everything together. But then at the so, same time, if like say say, I tend to think it's it's the cinematographer or the director of photography. executing the director's vision. But then again, you look at some behind the scenes of when, let's say Roger Deakins, you you look at some of the behind the scenes and he is absolutely in control of the lighting and how he wants the scene to look. So take it it a step even further, I I think it's very much the director's choice and he has his guy, like if if Roger Roger Deakins is on a set, it's like, all right, you're, you're the goat. Yeah, you Dude, take you... a step back and say, "Listen, I have full trust in you." But at right. this point in Freakin's career, and I'm going to look, did he was he an established director? I don't know. What and he then did again, at that was point. the cinematography but, an established so, cinematographer? So, but but taking it a step further, like yeah, your DP, your director of photography, or your cinematographer is is in charge of what is filmed by the camera, but you have your gaffers who are the setting up the light, your your, your grips and gaffers setting yes. up the lights and audio equipment, and making sure everything's not in the shot, and like you have a step further and. Going on top of that, is this a producer-led uh, production? Right, you and know what I mean. Where so they really have you have control. no idea who it, to it, give credit to. Well, no, it, the I'm devil. just saying it. It depends because, <laughs> on top of that, what if you have a really good uh, art director or your set designer? 
who who has you know like this can only be shot at this angle like there are so many things and it, I, it, it depends i tend to think that it's it's a team involvement but in the end they're creating the director's vision because the director unless like you said unless it's a producer led thing right uh but most times i think so just to give some background the cinematographer owen roisman was coming off an Academy Award nomination. Let me see if he won for the French Connection, which was also Friedkin. Was it? Yes. I didn't know. Okay, so maybe this—that's they both got their start with that. Okay. Yeah, so, William Friedkin. That's. I I bet at this point, since they've had experience together and they're both obviously doing some good work, I bet it was like, all right, this is my idea. Let's see what you can come up with. Let's tweak it and, from there. And I think that's why you see a lot of. When when prominent directors find a cinematography yep. that does bring their vision to life, they trust that person, so they work with them quite often. You see Which, that a lot. I was thinking about that the other day, thinking about who gets the credit for how a movie looks, and because you always attribute a certain look to, like, oh, that's a Spielberg movie, obviously. But I watched a Denny V movie. And it was like the fourth or fifth different Denny V movie that I've seen with a four different yeah. cinematographers. So that's, I have to say, that's definitely his style. And his... Look at take it into uh, like a sports analogy. the The offensive coordinator is running the offense that the head coach tells him to run. So, yeah, if that o- offensive coordinator goes somewhere else, they're still going to run that same offense. Then it's possibly maybe. Well, right, so, but, yeah. but in the end, the head coach is. The dude in charge. And, and you lost me at sports. T- taking, well, <laughs> yeah, quit it with your sports ball comparisons. Well, real quick, taking it even a step further, maybe maybe the director is is someone who's more uh, story like story based. So he's like, I this is how I want my guys to to direct, or how I want my guys to act and everything, and I can control how they're interacting with each other. And then he he might have an assistant director to to do all of the technical side. Yes, a, a lot of times. There's there's a more than one editor on a film, and the first editor I found this out just like a week ago, and I was like, that's kind of brilliant. The first editor will be in charge for all of the creative edits and how the story is assembled. This assistant director is the technical side of how are we going to capture it, what software are we going to use, all of these small tedious things, the technical aspects of it. Whereas your editor has the creative control. So I'm sure that there's like multiple roles of that throughout. Yeah, you the more I, mean? I uh, watch videos and read things about the process of filmmaking, the more I'm convinced, number one, I don't ever want to do it. And number two, <laughs> I never would be able to. Why? Like there was one article I read uh, uh, in interview with, I can't remember. A vampire. Who the director. <laughs> yeah, in, oh yeah, interview. <laughs> no, interview with the director of some movie. I don't know. And he's talking about, well, the movie's done, but it's not going to be released for maybe another six months. Because he's saying right now the process is I sit in a theater for 12 to 15 hours a day watching however many takes of the same scene with a laser pointer saying I want this part, you know, digitally alter this because there's a little bit of a flare yeah. in the corner that I don't want. And I want this color changed to this. and th- Like just tedious so work. On top of that, uh, one, of my, one of my friends that I work with currently used to be on... He used to be an editor for a production house that did Modern Family, and it was they did some other show. But apparently, the director came back like before the start of the season. It was like, you know what? She has blue eyes, but I really want to make them pop. So they went in literally scene by scene and altered the color of the eyes to make the the blue pop even more, which is just insane. Which okay, but then you uh, to bring it back to something like The Exorcist. This was before right. this technology that allowed you to say. I don't like this. Digitally alter that. So it, it's more of what yeah. you see on camera. Like, is you got what, what you was got, filmed. and it yeah. had to be right, which so, I think is better. I mean, it's ama- it's amazing to say to to have that type of control, and to say I want this scene to look like this, and it better look like that because I can't go back and change it when and it's that's, done. That's why I think it has that grounded, natural, real feel. That's why that's why a movie like this feels real compared to half of the cookie cutter exorcist movies that come out now i mean those the movies exorcism are... of 
such and yeah, such. Of, yeah, of insert name. Yeah, and they're all lame as hell, and they're all they all don't feel real. Whereas this felt real. And and absolutely, I'm I'm with you guys that the production side of this is phenomenal. It it deserves all of the credit that it's given, every bit of it. But the story, I don't. It just. I've, it's disappointing. And to be honest, I've never seen this all the way through. This was the first full-time viewing for me. Really? And it was disappointing. Huh. I, I, hmm. It was... Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Not well, as I good as I think we've all gonna... learned... Mike, have you ever seen The Exorcist all the way through, start to finish? Yeah, the third one. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar-nominated third one, you yeah. remember? No, I have not. Oh, interesting. I think, I think the, moral, the moral of the story here <laughs> is that everybody should go watch Happy Death Day. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it back to the beginning. I agree. Let's do that. That's my next pick. That was Oscar nominated. So that, that was a, yeah. That was a 40 minute rant about uh, go watch Happy Death Day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that uh, Weird Al Albuquerque song. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say. And then, and then go watch uh, Happy Death Day to You, starring uh, 50 Cent's whatever the name of that song is. I don't know. Uh, listeners, please let let us know your thoughts on on. On this movie, on The Exorcist, if you've seen it, let me know. Let us know. What, it what sounds do you like think? there's a consensus that, from a production standpoint, top notch. But there's an argument about the pacing and just the story itself. And and would yeah. you consider this one of your favorite horror movies of all time? Where would where would this rank for you? Would would it be up there? Matt has a top three. It is I my, don't think it would be it anywhere my near my top twenty five. Third favorite horror movie. It would be toward my ever. top, just because I just don't like. The slasher genre, and I don't like it's. See, I love, I love slashers though. Yeah, we know you do. <laughs> oh, we know what you do. Yeah. So go watch Happy Death. Day. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, rate this. All right, two. Just Woo! kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I was kidding. about to <laughs> jump you right now. Ooh, jump uh, ooh. Yeah. 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 Jump. Uh, I I I appreciate absolutely. I appreciate the production of this movie. Some of the scenes that are absolutely iconic. The imagery. But I I keep going back to this is this is a two hour plus movie, and I feel like an hour of it could have been trimmed out, and and that to me is just bad writing. I and it's a, it makes for a, a boring experience for a majority of this movie, not a majority, but a big chunk of this movie. But what it did right, it did absolutely right. Uh, it's it's a seven to me. All right. See, and I'm on the side of. I would rather a movie be over long. There you go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that reference. Did you? Either. You didn't think it was a word he when didn't. somebody said I it. I said okay. over long. Yeah. I forgot what. And movie Mike didn't or think it was a word. Yeah, I was like, he called me out on it like yeah. I'm the idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I'm the idiot. <laughs> anyway, so well, no, I would rather a movie be a little over long than feel rushed and and. And don't spend the right amount of time with characters, and then it's like, oh, but this who didn't cares? do that either. This didn't spend the right amount. Of, it spent the right amount of time on on shit that didn't mean anything. We spent time with Max von Sydow at the dentist for God's sake. <laughs> 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 we spent time with Detective That's What's his callback. name, <laughs> with Detective What's his name, investigating a crime that we got. No resolution to. I, that, that did add to part of Damien's story and to the fact that this little girl, even though she was possessed, is the one that sure, killed that guy. Sure, it was connected, but did we need 30, uh, 30 hours? 30 hours? Did no, we, we need didn't 30, 30 hours. Do you think of, this movie yeah. is? <laughs> that was like the director's supercut. Did we need 30 minutes of the detective drinking tea yeah. with mom? Okay, that's that's an over-exaggeration, and you know it. Absolutely it, it is, but that's what my, my point is, that there are scenes like that that to me are unnecessary. And my point and is that trimmed. I would rather watch that, that although it may not add to the main story, it adds to the reality of this universe in which this takes place. And so I'm okay with it. And I give this movie a seven seven five. So I agree with both of you. I can definitely see where Shane is coming from. There are some things that, you know, could have been Trimmed out of the movie and and time added elsewhere um, to you know establish some characters better or spend more time on the exorcism itself, but at the same time the world building I can also appreciate because everybody in this movie felt like, with the exception of maybe the mom, felt like a real character. So 
I can see where you're both coming from. I kind of lean more towards Aaron's side of it, but I, I'm going to give this movie an eight because uh, it is just a fantastic movie, both from the, the production side of things um, and from, you know, as an actual movie. I, I think this is a very enjoyable, yeah, and I think good movie. Horror movies, if anybody's going to do a horror movie, I think they could really learn a thing or two about establishing what you want to establish from uh, just from how a movie is supposed to feel instead of just being a rushed silly movie so did, uh, did the writer write any other screenplays I'm, I'm trying to look he well I know he did number two and three. Oh, he's written uh, basically exorcist movies yep well, because he just wrote the novel. I guess so he wrote. He, he did write a couple screenplays before this, because I I thought maybe that was the issue is that being a novel writer, he had he had issues deciding what to translate over to screen and what not to. But I guess he's written other screenplays, so that's. I, I and maybe I'm wrong, but I have serious issues with this screenplay. Well, hang that's on, hang like, on, hang uh, on. Thank, hang thank on. you, Mike. Yeah, well, you know that's just like. Uh, your opinion, man. You you knew what I was going. Yeah, with. it is. What yep. what did this end up getting ultimately between the three of us? Uh, seven point five nine. That's a B plus. You don't even have to look at it because I know because I'm a doctor. Oh, this. Wait, hold on, hold on. Pop quiz, asshole. This or Silence of the Lambs. Silence oh, of the Lambs. Boy, yeah, Easy. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, well, here's the thing though. Without Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Silence of the Lambs is a terrible 100% movie. Agree. So I I would say Exorcist. It's not terrible, but well, it has well Anthony made. Hopkins. But it does have Anthony Hopkins. And so. I think I think that is I think Silence of the Lambs is the only horror movie to win Best Picture. Pop quiz, asshole. This or it comes at night. <sighs> this it Same comes at night score. was a was I, I not that great. Same exact score, guys. Yeah. I loved it. Comes at night. Uh, I haven't seen it. Comes at night, so I abstain. Okay. It comes at night is is has more tense moments than this, though. I'll give the it whole that. thing is that's the whole yeah. point of the whole movie. This or Children of Men. This Children of Men. That's, uh, that's, Children of Men. Oof. Yeah, Matt. I said this. I think you criminally underrated Children of Men. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I was on my, that show. That's one of my oh, favorite movies John. of Never all mind. time. Yeah. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure John gave it a, a Johnny Lucas meh. It was a five. Yep, what? he did. I mean, I would give it higher than that, but dude, the other, the other scores on that episode are nine and eight, seven, five, and a five. He, he reels it in with a meh. Uh, I mean, I'm not like a super huge fan of the movie, but I'd give it higher than a five. Right. Yeah. Um. This or the Last Samurai. Mm, this. 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 This or the Witch. The Witch. Yeah, I think I enjoy The Witch more. That would be definitely higher on my horror list than this. Yeah, I would go Witch, too. The Witch, I believe, is still one of our most hotly contested yep. episodes. Well, yeah, it's because Brent gave it like a four. Brent hated that movie. <laughs> Dude, he gave, it a, he gave it a four. Yeah, he still does hate that movie. <laughs> he gave it a four and a half, and I gave it a six and a half, and then everybody else was at least eight or above. So well, I mean, I think the consensus was it's a hey, I got well-made, one. beautiful movie. He just hated the story and hated the movie. I got a this or that because I promise you it's that. This or The Conjuring. Oh, The Conjuring. Absolutely. I've never seen it. So you just you said that you just said this it's is on in my your Netflix top 3. Queue. Why is The Conjuring not? Because Yeah, what The Conjuring, look, I would say The Conjuring is a more enjoyable movie, but the reason that The Exorcist makes it into my top 3 is partly nostalgia and partly just from a movie making aspect of it because oh, the, I, the, see, and I think the the conjuring was uh, brilliantly made. I think that well, director is one the of conjuring, the best horror directors. The conjuring ever. was the conjuring was very, very well made. I agree with you. But the conjuring was also made in a time where practical effects kind of didn't really matter anymore. Yeah, but the horror from the conjuring came from his filmmaking, not effects. True. I mean and and I'll I've never seen it. Does is the conjuring? I mean, it's a demonic possession. It's a, it's a, it's a possession an exorcist movie. movie, right? So, would, is the conjuring? Uh, does the conjuring owe 
anything to The Exorcist for being like you know? Is oh well, it, oh, I'm sure it does. I mean, absolutely. Well, let's give credit to where credit's due. But the, the, it's the, a better what, movie. What, what makes what makes The Conjuring such a good movie is the way that it was lit. I think is and a, dude, it was fucking lit. <laughs> <laughs> that was lit. And the entire screenplay. Is compressed to this one family. Yeah, that that and, also and the entire simplicity time, usually helps. You, yes, you get to know these characters. But you get to at the same time. I would not call the script for The Exorcist bloated. There, there was. Oh, I would. There's some stuff that that could have been trimmed out, but there's. If I were to go watch it again right now, I would probably say that there's some stuff in The Conjuring that could have been trimmed out. But overall, I would say that The Exorcist is a better movie. But The Conjuring, I would probably watch more often just when did, for accessibility. Of, uh, horror movies and practical effects, when did Alien come out? 79. 79 or 80. later. 78. Okay. So I think it was 78. That would probably, just because of the sci-fi elements, that'd be that, way above. I'd put it above we, it. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. We didn't review that, did we? we that was did. one of our very is, first that was uh, one of trial the five run tries, yeah. type of thing that we did before we actually started this. Yeah, that was one of the five. I would absolutely place that above this as well. I thought it might be my next pick. Alien is in my top five. This was, was, the, that, was that Best Picture nominated? I don't Speaking of horror it, movies nominated. It, I don't I think know, it was. It I, I, I thought about picking it, but I was like, I don't think it was nominated for... Anything. All right, this or that. This or The Thing. It won oh, one the Oscar. Thing. The Thing is a fantastic yep. horror movie. The I thing is a fan- above it. The Thing is a fantastic horror movie. Um, I don't know. That's that's a that's a tough one. Again, though, that's the same thing with The Alien. Same, same not The Alien, just with Alien. With, the same with thing the with alien. The Thing is, <laughs> like you're saying with The Conjuring, it's a very tightly contained story. Yes. That's my issue with The Exorcist. Well, I don't I get it, like the story. I don't it's mind bad. either way. It's bad. Okay, let's rein it in. We, we are running along on this episode. Uh, the Alien. The, <laughs> two, the Alien and uh, thing. Two Oscar noms, one winner for Best Visual Effects, and it was also yeah. nominated for Best Art Direction. Oh, look at that. So we can pick it. You can you pick it. That's what, that's what I said earlier. I was like, if someone wants to pick something that's not technically a major category, I'll still I say visual effects is a... <laughs> visual effects, I think, is. Especially older movies nominated for that where, yeah. where visual effects were not yeah. as prominent. Yeah. Uh, so 7.59 for The Exorcist. That's a B plus. You can go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com, and request one, a movie, for us, right on our homepage. And uh, do you, Matt, have you written anything um, recently? Uh, I haven't written anything, but I have started moving stuff over. Yeah, there uh, you go. So the, uh, the the two spooky page is now live. I've got I've got almost everything because I sat down for like an hour and I just started moving stuff over, and I have almost everything moved over from there. Uh, and then I'll start um, writing new stuff once I have everything moved over. Awesome, awesome, Shane. I I have a review of a Netflix movie, Revenger. Uh, <laughs> starring, which sparked a debate about uh, somehow Shane and Matt tr- tied it into Star Wars, even though it's an Asian martial arts movie. <laughs> but no, Shane did. Like, oh hey, this is what lightsaber I, fights with. There's a shut sword. up, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> there's a sword fight, and I thought it would be sweet if if lightsaber fights were. Uh, anyways, read my review of Revenger. Watch it. It's on Netflix. It's a Korean martial arts movie. Uh, uh, read my review. Let me know what you think. Um, I will and, probably end up watching it because I do love some martial arts movies. And man, this dude is good. The movies, the rest of the movie, other than I, is kind of jealous. I've, well, I've, I've, <laughs> so what you're saying is I already saw the best part. I scrolled past it so many times because, like, one of the main images is of a guy in like a Hannibal Lecter mask, and I'm like, yeah, eh, and man, a straight pass. jacket, and Weird. he still whoops all their asses. Uh, it's, pass. <laughs> that's the introduction to this Bruce Con guy who decided. Have I'm you seen Train to Busan old? yet? No. Weren't you supposed to? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right about that about four months ago. Anyway, yeah. let's wrap it up. We're yeah. too, we're over long as it is. We're over. <laughs> that's not a word. It's not a word. All right, guys. So, uh, what do, do we have picks for the next week? Uh, working on it. Yes, right. I am going to pick uh, Whiplash. Which was requested by Mike's secret admirer at 
Dirty slut angel twenty two at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to pick this. So, I have to okay, be on so that I assume that's probably what, like three bucks on Amazon? I are, don't know. are we okay then if we just do a Damien Chazelle twofer and I pick first man and I'm we right can La La pick it? I'm, I'm not picking La La My two choices were either first man or La La Land. Or Cool Hand Luke is on Netflix. Or I or alien. <laughs> you can pick alien. I won't have another pick before Oscar Month I, is over. I, sure I would pick First Man because right. I want to watch it. I'll do First Man. We'll do a Damien Chazelle weekend uh, week for our podcast. All right, I'm Mike, you that. can watch La La Land if you want, but that's a hard pass on my part. Yep. I might watch all three. Ugh. Ugh. That's that's a lot of movies. Three watch. movies in one week? Is Are you La sure La you can Land handle like that, Mike? Three hours long? Dude, that been... would take you the full week to finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, someone on the show. Tell, Tell your friends, friends to go watch Happy Death Day. Uh. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we gonna do now? What are we gonna do? Good night and good luck. Thank you for listening to another episode of Movie Review Crew. Remember to like us and find us on any of your favorite social media platforms, as well as go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.